0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Most of the Harmless podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. Uh, today's episode, I sit down and I chat with Mr. Andrew WK, the world's greatest party animal. Uh, we sit back and we talk about his uh, current I Get Wet 10 year anniversary tour. We talk a little bit about the sound of his records. I uh, get him to talk a little bit about Henry Rollins and how much I'd like him to go on tour with him. It, but mostly, we talk about Taco Bell and his upcoming uh, MySpace TV show, uh, sponsored by Taco Bell. Developed by Fox Digital. And uh I- as much as it would sound like this show is sponsored by Taco Bell, it is definitely not. But please, Taco Bell people, if you're listening, I used to work at Taco Bell. I eat at Taco Bell five times a fucking week. You know, well, okay, maybe two or three times a week. Way too much more than I should. Um, hey, we're looking for sponsors here on the show. And here's why we're looking for sponsors on this show. I. I'm a little bit fried today. It's been a long weekend. Normally I drink a pot of coffee and I sit here and I ramble on for 10, 15 minutes about, uh, about God knows what. Sometimes I listen to these intros and I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but no, um, This last Thursday, it's Sunday right now. I'm recording this Sunday night. Uh, This last Thursday, I got laid off from my day job at Uh, techforless.com. They're closing down their Colorado facilities and moving everything to Indiana. Uh, They were not very nice about it. I would not recommend buying any of their junk from techforless.com. But, hey, that's just my opinion as a consumer and former employee. So uh, Anyway, so I got a very nice severance package. I got more than enough money to pay my rent for the next few months. On top of that, I'm a bartender here at the Black Sheep of Colorado Springs. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still eligible for part-time benefits because I'm only a part-time bartender. And so things things are looking really good for me. I'm a little bummed for uh, my coworkers who do have mortgages and kids and things to worry about. Um, but yeah, as as far as me, like... I'm set up pretty good right now to take this thing on full-time, and that's kind of what we're going to try to do. This is only the 12th episode, but it's with Andrew WK. The guest list so far has been incredible, and it's only going to get even more incredible, and we're really stoked about it. I'm going to take a big chunk of the severance money and dump it in here, try to get a little bit more equipment. We're going to get some more merchandise in the most of the harmless store, and uh, I think we're just going to hustle and bustle and take this to the next level. Uh, we're Hopefully soon we'll have a sponsor for every single episode. I've got a couple... Couple things in the works that I'm not going to mention right now, but I'm pretty excited about everything. And getting laid off could not have come at a better time. Uh, it looks like we're going to have enough interviews here soon where I can maybe either do one big two hour long episode a week or maybe two hour long episodes a week. You know, give or take. Sometimes they're going to be 45 minutes, sometimes 30, sometimes an hour and a half an episode uh, with a guest. It just depends. And uh, so I think things are just really about to take off for us here, but I'm still fried. <laughs> It takes a lot out of you getting laid off, getting fired, being pretty much told you're worthless. But thanks for the 7 package, guys. So long. Thanks for all the fish. Uh, so today, today's episode with Mr. Andrew WK. You know, I was kind of expecting party animal Andrew WK to sit down and do the interview with me. And uh, at first, I was a little bit disappointed with the interview until I just, I just re-listened to it. Um, and I'm actually... Kind of really happy that I did not get the wild and crazy out of control Andrew WK. I got the quieter, a little bit more somber Andrew WK, but the stuff he gives me on this tape is great. And uh, I'm really excited. I'm really happy to have gotten this opportunity. I was a little nervous. Um, I was hoping that he would ramble a little bit more and not give me such concise answers. Uh, but the guy's been doing interviews for ten years, so he knows what he's doing. So here, I, here I am in the middle of this interview, and I get like nervous because I'm like, "Oh God, I got to fill this time. What am I going to do?" You can hear me stuttering, but it's but it works. It's cute, and uh, I, you know, he tells me it was one of the best interviews he's ever done. But I'm sure he does that with every interview, and I'm pretty stoked on it. Uh, one more note before we get into the interview is I uh, we recorded this on a Zoom handheld portable condenser mic recorder thingamajig. Um, Generally, I record into a mixing board with two microphones directly into my laptop, and it gives us pretty good, pretty solid quality for the most part. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm still trying to figure out the soundboard and my engineering skills. Um, But, you know, this is only episode 12. But a buddy of mine had kind of loaned me this uh, Zoom handheld recorder um, so that in a pinch we can use it, because sometimes venues are really... uh, They're not too keen on letting somebody in with a bunch of recording equipment into the backstage areas. So I I borrowed this thing with the idea that we would not be able to get into the venue with my stuff. Luckily for me, that was the case because while the venue was super cool and super cooperative, Andrew wasn't ready to go to the venue. So we just sat outside his tour bus and did this interview. You can hear me uh, shifting around. I drink a lot of coffee. I always do. Um, You can hear me moving around in my seat a little too much on the curb he'd hear me jostling papers around as I'm trying to get my questions ready to go. And you hear the wind blowing. So uh, other than that, like, these Zoom handheld recorders are pretty great. It's Z-O-O-M, and the one I use is the H1. And uh, I, a lot of people have been emailing me asking me what kind of setup I use, and it, it's a Behringer mixing board with two uh, Shure 58 knockoff microphones directly into my Acer netbook. Uh, but this Zoom recorder, you can get one. I saw one a couple of weeks ago for about $69 on Amazon. I think right now they're up to $99 on Amazon. But still, it's a pretty good price for something um, instead of dumping hundred, 200, 300 bucks on recording equipment that you might not use. If you're going to go out there and you're going to make podcasts, why don't you try it out with uh, one of these little bad boys, record a couple episodes, see how they work and see how you feel about it before you go dump a whole bunch of money into the show. And with that said, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Um, these last, you know, 11, 12 weeks of the show have been pretty, <laughs> pretty goddamn great. Thanks to everybody who stopped me and told me how great it is. Uh, the feedback's incredible. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more negative feedback, but uh, I'll take it. Whatever. This is the best idea, the best thing I've done. You know, This is what I wanted to do when I was 15 years old, and it only took me another 15 years to realize it. And now that I'm laid off, let's – Goddamn, let's hope this is all I ever do again. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, we're going to jump in. We're going to play a little uh, song from Mr. Andrew WK. Uh, this is off his album Close Calls with Brick Walls. It's a song called Ain't Going to Bed. Going to bed? Ain't going to bed? Something like that. Going to bed. It's about not going to sleep, and it's uh, 1 a.m. here in Colorado Springs, and I don't think I'm going to sleep anytime soon. So, all right, buddies, here we go. So how's the tour so far, Andrew
1: WK? I'm doing very well. Good to be with you here on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, The tour has been going great so far. We are now, well, let's see. We're in Denver, so that means we are... Got to pull out the laminate. Technically, I don't know, one-third of the way through, I guess. Um, But then I go, uh, we also are going to uh, Japan, and we added some more dates in Europe. Uh, I'll be going to Australia, so it's only just begun. I'm going to be on tour until June, and I can already say that this is the most... Fun the most I've ever enjoyed, not not just playing the concerts, but but touring in general, and uh, the gratitude that I feel for not only my band and my team and my managers and handlers, but also of course all the people that have been coming to these shows and making this all possible for you know more than 10 years now. It's all very remarkable, and I'm extraordinarily thankful. Great. How's it feel to be playing these songs again, still some more after, what, 10 years? I mean, it's, I was thinking about that myself. How, how many thousands of times have we played these songs? And it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, I only enjoy playing them more, which I certainly wouldn't <laughs> have expected. Uh, I think it's like, um, I don't know, like having an orgasm or something. You don't really get tired of that feeling. It's... Uh, it, but it's even better than that in a way because it's like the orgasm builds and improves in quality over time. It's, it's really, uh, I don't know what else to say. It's just like... It's kind of tantric. It, it, I, guess I guess so. <laughs> it's like a tantric, tamper tantrum. Um, so you're now a uh, famous kids' TV star, right? Well, uh, maybe famous to some folks. Uh, that's nice to think. It's been a, <laughs> a blast, literally uh destroy build destroy lots of blasts lots of explosions and uh, lots of building as well there's uh, no really more fun thing to do than to uh, use whatever skills i've developed as a rock and roll musician and uh apply them to a uh, a show that's all about fun uh for young people um these are like the smartest best and brightest kids i don't know how they know how to build this stuff i mean i, I it's incredible what they do and on top of that they're extremely nice um but they do have a competitive edge and whoever wins on that show of course not only gets to blow up uh, a bunch of stuff they get to blow up the losing team's uh vehicle or creation uh or machine they built it's been a privilege just an absolute privilege getting to do that show and all the tv work i've gotten to do
0: yeah so uh have you now that you're on cartoon network you're i guess a popular face of it i don't have cable so i'm not okay i don't i I, i
1: can relate to that i've never had it either um, but so do
0: you, are you seeing younger kids at the shows now? Yes. Or? I
1: mean, not every show is all ages, of course. And we always push for that. It depends on the venue and the promoter and the, the people involved. Um, but when it is all ages, to see families there, it, it's just amazing. And now, having been going for you know, over 10 years, we've been seeing people who have started families since being relatively young people first coming to the shows years before. Um, I notice I'm older now than I was back then as well, and someday maybe I'll have a baby that I can bounce on my knee uh, right up there on the stage. (laughs) Make it a part of the stage show? Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, so um, how does it feel, like, being an emissary of sorts, bringing these kids into this rock and roll world? You might be the first show they ever see.
1: Well, every now and then you do hear that, that that the concert you just played uh, was the first concert someone ever went to, ever, in their life. And I remember the first concerts I went to and how powerful and, 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 and intense it was uh, so it's really a, again an incredible gift to be able to share that primal experience with someone else
0: nice um, so you don't have any kids of your own
1: not yet no. in, in the works I have magical children but no <laughs> flesh and blood children uh, yeah I'm working on it um, you have to stop trying not to have one I think in order to have one
0: well I understand kind of like how I'm looking for true love but the moment I stop looking there she'll be oh there you maybe. go yeah, yeah, you know, yeah maybe maybe something like that sure I don't know um, so I, I've been studying up this week um, listening to everything and I came with this conclusion that you're kind of like listening to the songs I, I kind of come to this conclusion that you sound a lot like Meatloaf meets Weird Al these huge epic rock songs with this insane fun vibe have you ever heard that before? That's, no no That is a,
1: that I, but those are both tremendous uh, tremendous musicians and incredible performers and Uh, I take that as a sincere compliment, so thank you. I think they are both awesome.
0: Is there a genuine, uh, genuine, whatever, is there a real, like, push to make these big, huge, epic rock songs? I mean, of course there is, Yes, that is the
1: goal. I want that triumphant sound, um, that feeling, uh, sonic sensation that makes you want to put your hands up over your head. Um, I compare it to going to a roller coaster, If you like roller coasters, some people hate roller coasters and rides. But to me, like the greatest—the last day of school, or if you really love school, the first day of school, or you know your first uh, date with a girl—I mean, whatever the greatest moments are in your life, that's what uh, I want this music to sound like. Literally. Now, do you write
0: it all yourself, or is it something that comes like you and the band get together and create it?
1: Um, No, we've never written with the the band really. Although the band has certainly played on the albums, we record one instrument at a time um, and try to stay away from the uh, the band experience in terms of the sound, I wanted to, uh, we've always wanted it to sound, um, you know, very inorganic in that way, uh, much more, um, what's the word, contrived. So uh, the band is what we do when we play live. Uh, And that's what I love about the difference between the live show and an album is uh, a live show is actually happening there and an album is recording. So I like to use everything that we can. Uh, with the recording process to make it sound is as, 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 as huge as possible and not so much a, a document of, a, of, of of some dudes playing in a room. Yeah. There's tons of amazing music made that way. Um, but this music, I think has always called for a very uh, sort of meticulous and overblown production style that that, that works best um, when it's not played by a live band. Right.
0: do you Do you see it all in your head or is it something that kind of comes as you record it?
1: I think probably a a bit of both, that's a great question. A bit of both, Uh, definitely have an idea of what you want it to sound like and then it's a matter of uh, carving away or adding on until it gets there. But there also are those amazing uh, accidents or flukes or or things that dawn on you at the uh, the last second. I mean, there's times when uh, there's been accidents recording the songs that didn't allow us to finish them on schedule Uh, and then we would thank the gods that we didn't because then some new melody came up or some new breakdown or some new edit or some new move that you don't make the song what it really was meant to be so you always follow the omens and uh, the angel will make the song the way it's supposed to be whether you really want it to or not
0: Cool. so after 10 years of writing songs how uh is it is it still the same process or do you try to change it up ever I know you did do the piano album but
1: yeah well that was just more like uh a crazy fluke. Um, no, the, the, the rock and roll albums, It's I just try to get better. I mean, you hope that you get better at, at getting to that joyful state, uh, that physical pleasure that comes from music. I just want to get better and better at getting there. I mean, certainly uh, gotten better at recording, I think, and um, better at understanding how to do what it is we're doing. Uh, but the goal is the same. So in that way, it's, it's a, a nice balance between consistency and change. Nice. So... Um an imbalance, an imbalance, an imbalance between inconsistency and static, uh, static, static. So, and
0: that brings me to my next turning point. How do you get to that happy stage? How do you stay in that happy stage that you
1: seem to so Uh, continuously be in? I mean, through this work, through this great work, uh, that was definitely one of the things that motivated me to wanting to do it was that it was this kind of music cheers me up. I mean, just walking over to the venue earlier today uh, with my guitar player and my wife Sherry Lilly, who's also our our singer and dancer, we were listening to a song uh, that by Judas Priest and it just instantly made me feel a thousand times better. I mean, it's really a powerful and mysterious magical force and when you're around that and you surround yourself with it and then people will also believe in it it really it makes it quite easy to be in a good mood. But, you know, like anybody else, I've had ups and downs and just keep doing my best to stay up.
0: Right. Uh, and that does. That keeps coming up a lot on this show. Um, oddly enough, um, I don't know if it's the people I'm interviewing or just the question I'm asking, but, I, you know, I was talking to this guy, Brendan Kelly. He's a lead singer of the Lawrence Arms. Uh, to paraphrase him, he didn't quite exactly say these words, but... He's the kind of guy who he has to create something every day, or he feels like he's gonna, you know, kill himself. Oh jeez! I mean, and and he's an exaggerated individual.
1: Like he, holy smokes, you know,
0: he probably just gets bummed out or is bored. But uh, right, no, hey, yeah. why not? I mean, yeah. uh,
1: whatever you got to figure out what's it's gonna be to make you feel good, you know, and uh, every, it, whatever it takes, it's really worth worth getting there. I mean, as long as you get to those ends, the means will uh, usually present themselves.
0: Yeah, and so I, I'm just curious what. And that's that's the same with me. It's like I started this whole thing because I needed something to do to make something, and so I. That makes sense. I'm pretty good at interviewing bands. Let's go. Let's go do it. So here we are. You know, and this theme just keeps popping up and popping up. Maybe it's because I'm interviewing 30-somethings, and we're all at this weird turning point. But then again, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. But, um,
1: it's, it's a mis- mis- mysterious thing.
0: So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, one one of the things I was was curious about, which you kind of just touched on, like, you know, um, the guy, the clown is kind of... Clown? Uh, not, not so much clown, and I hate to use the word clown, but, you know, in, in a circus, the clown is usually the saddest person. Oh. You know, he's wow, the one wow. who's generating laughs. So, I mean, like, on the inside, are you sad inside, or is no. it just...
1: No, not at all. No, no, no. And I was thinking about. I mean, sometimes you see clown; they have the sad face painted on. But most of the time, they're, they're they seem like they're they're like happy, right? I guess there's all different kinds of the, the clowns. I'm remembering from the circus that was always the part I thought was the most boring uh, was the clown part. But my dad always really liked it. Some people are really afraid of clowns, which I've never understood. Uh, it also could go back to childhood, though. Some early. Oh, I guess maybe if you went to a. Uh, I remember at, at, at birthday parties and at certain school events, they'd have clowns there, and sometimes the clown would kind of get in your face, and that was kind of intense.
0: Maybe I, the makeup.
1: Yeah, maybe the makeup. makeup. It's like a mask. Those can be scary for sure. But uh, I think clowns are, 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 are great. Now I like them a lot. Cool.
0: So I, and I didn't mean to, of course, call you clown. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you could. I, I was just asking. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, so, so I mean, you're not a sad clown. How do you tap in? Is there some kind of universal energy that you just tap into um, along with the music? Is that in there?
1: Um, I guess, I mean, the melody, the melody is like an infinite universe, uh, unto itself. And it's amazing that there are just these, you know, there is an infinite number of notes, but the, in terms of the Western scale, it's pretty much just these 12 tones or even 11. Um, and that you can actually pretty much organize them in, in, in an infinite number of ways and time and time again, get to this feeling of, of physical pleasure. It's not so much, uh, an idea or uh, uh, even an emotion I can describe. It's just raw energy. And it, 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 it seems to point to the universe or science or the gods or whatever you uh, want to look at it. Something wants us to feel good or they would not have presented this right. this amazing thing or we wouldn't have discovered it. It's like the greatest thing.
0: And, yeah, I I, mean, I listened to a bunch of interviews and one particularly you were talking about how, um, you know, music elicits these certain emotions and this emotional output and whatnot and yeah that's very true for me like i'm somebody who um i might not necessarily know how to express my emotions but if i go see a show or i put on a song it becomes that outlet for that pent-up feeling and what aggression or whatnot so
1: it can be that yeah for sure for sure there's just a raw energy um that goes beyond happy or sad or you know angry or glad or I mean, I, I I try to use the word joy, but that sort of points to a feeling of happy too. It's beyond emotion, uh, ideally. It's just pure raw feeling, you know, just feeling, like just the way sometimes you cry even though you're happy. It's just you're, it's just overwhelmed feeling, you know. Right.
0: Um, so uh, somebody was mentioning that you're a Buddhist. Is that correct? Uh,
1: in, in I don't Buddhist, I don't practice it. No, no, I don't. But people have told me cool things about it, and it sounds really neat. Um, I have met some people that are very uh, devoted to and and people that do, uh, uh, studies in that realm. But, um, I would be only, you know, insulting them to ever say that I have any idea about it. I don't know anything about it.
0: Okay. But, um, so do you believe in God? Is there a higher power? Do you believe in any of
1: that kind of, um, I think it's highly possible. Well, I have, I believe in it that, you know, there are gods, uh, and it's really just another word for the unknown or the infinite or beyond what we could imagine or describe. And I really like that way. Um, I believe that we probably have about 1 to 1,000th of 1% understanding of anything that's going on in the world. Um, And I think that's really exciting. It's a great, great place to be.
0: Yeah. I can say it better myself. Um, so we're, you've got, what, an hour, a couple hours before the show. How do you get ready for the show? What's the... Uh, Definitely lots dinner? of stretching,
1: lots of stretching, stretching. Uh, hydrating, of course, hmm. um, not eating. Uh, I ate much earlier. If I eat much closer than this to the show, I will puke on stage or, or afterwards. So I, and it's also hard to sing when you're burping up garlic <laughs> and onion and, and uh, spicy red pepper and all that good stuff. Uh, but then also you have a big appetite for after the show, um, and then other than that, you know, warming up, uh, doing some humming and some uh, some some skittle singing, and, and just again lots and lots and lots and lots of stretching. Stretch the rib cage, stretch the hamstring, stretch the tender tissue behind the knee, the neck, the muscle, the joint, the elbow. Stretch <laughs> your arms, obviously. Stretch your chest, stretch your breastplate, um, and I guess try to do some back bends.
0: How do you get in the mindset? Or does that just come the moment that first chord is hit?
1: Fortunately, that comes from the music, yes. And that's, uh, thank goodness, because if I had to get myself psyched up, I mean, just like anybody, you have all different kinds of days and all different kinds of stuff going on. But the minute that that music kicks in, uh, it it takes me, it takes over. It really does. And it's only gotten more that way. Not to the point where it's automatic. It it just, I can't resist. It would be like trying to uh not eat a dish of ice cream after having not eaten for three weeks i mean i could resist it but uh it's so satisfying and so uh enriching when when that music hits me um you know it's that feeling of 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 doing what you can absolutely tell you were born to do and then it just takes over so
0: that's it there was um you wouldn't do anything else other than this i mean you do do the creative
1: not no, yeah, no, experience. no. I mean, all this, all the, uh, you know, work in show business. I think that's probably what I'm, I was meant to do. So far, I mean, it can always surprise you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm humble enough to say that I could be doing the wrong thing uh, this whole time, and uh, hopefully that will reveal itself to me. But you know, whatever path I'm on will lead me to the path I'm meant to be uh, if it is the wrong path.
0: Well, you know, I uh, was really bummed out. I had a really Rough day yesterday. I get home and I start doing research, start listening to interviews, listen to the music. Next thing you know, I'm fucking bouncing off the walls, and it's 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. I'm sorry, and I've got to go to work at 6 a.m. And it's oh just wow! Like, oh my God! How do I get to work now? Right. So it's an infectious thing. So I, I think you're probably on the right
1: path. Well, thank you. That really means a lot. I, I'm. It, it's encouraging to get feedback that that shows you that the efforts are, are working. Right.
0: right. Exactly. I know that. I, it, it's hard to get feedback at all. So when you do get it, it's for me, it's very gratifying. Absolutely. Um, Shit. Just lost my train of thought interrupting you. That's Um, okay. But no, so uh, have you ever met Henry Rollins? Uh, I don't
1: think so. I don't think Um, so.
0: I I, I listen to all these interviews. You know, you you both are very articulate, well-spoken people.
1: He's an extremely intelligent, amazing, amazing, amazing man.
0: I I would just be fascinated to be a fly on a wall to hear you guys have like a 15 or hour, hour long conversation No, Do I think guys... 15
1: minutes is That would be better And I would Probably. like to be A fly on the wall For that conversation as well
0: Because <laughs> he's just so intense He is so it, incredible It's kind of like You guys are like The polar opposites of Like he's kind of I don't want to say negative But he's very
1: Well he's been through A lot of yeah. You know I think as a child Went through a lot of Really intense stuff And I, can't, I, I just have empathy For him and anyone That was you know whatever suffering, you know, that would cause that, but he clearly has put it to good use and and uh, has inspired, I'd say at this point, millions of people, and, you know, I have nothing but uh, respect for anybody that's able to turn that into something that works for them, uh, and that he finds so much joy in, in what he does, you can tell, I mean, he's an incredible, incredible man, yeah. So. and in very good shape, Yes. which I admire as well, so, I mean, he's very handsome, so any agent- especially he used to be even, you know, he still looks fantastic, but... In, in his early years, he could have, you know, he was very, very handsome.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I would love to see, like, you two tour together. Some kind of, I don't know,
1: it, it just. I want to see him do a mind. tour with Danzig.
0: Well, yes, that too. <laughs> so, uh, you just announced this MySpace TV show?
1: Can yes. You tell me a little bit more about that. Well, um, it, I got involved uh, through Taco Bell with the show, and then uh, they found, um, and it's been produced by Fox, um, Fox, 20th Century Fox. 21st century now?
0: I think it's just Fox Digital this, this branch of it.
1: Right the Fox companies right. um, anyway so they produced it uh, with an amazing uh, team of actually New Yorkers um, in LA with an amazing cast I mean I was really blown away at the production values just the uh, the lighting and the the amount of cameras and the amount of work that they put into this and then uh, I was very excited to find out that it's going to be with MySpace um, thank you to Justin Timberlake uh this is really exciting. I've, of course, uh, been very pleased to be able to play myself in the the series. And I uh, haven't seen all the episodes yet, but uh, what I have seen, I think, uh, you know, I don't know how well I did at being myself, but uh, I tried. And, and the rest of the cast and these musicians are are incredible. And again, you know, what Justin is doing with, with, with MySpace and giving us this chance with Vox and Taco Bell, it, it, it's tremendous. My dream has been to work with taco bell and i've gotten to do it a few times now and uh i just don't know you know it, it's humbling when your dreams come true um it it, it 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 puts you over the top and it also like settles you it's a very strange uh duality in that way i mean it, it kind of boosts your ego but it also kind of takes away that ego because you're you, you're not straining for results right you just find that they happen uh, and it's really divine and uh, just a blessing. I mean, I've been obsessed with Taco Bell for as long as I can remember. You know, <laughs> Me I, too. I ate that on the way here. You did? You did? I okay, did. Okay, well, see, that's a good uh, omen right there. The uh, Doritos Tacos. Oh, those are amazing. Doritos Locos. They're, they're locals. pretty great. I had one of the first ones, actually, that they ever made um, when we were filming the show. They only had them in California originally. Uh, actually, Taco Bell began in California uh, in Downey, I believe. <laughs> and uh, when I, that was like a dream come true. It's Of course, they're both uh, part of Yum! Brands and, and Pepsi. Um, and Pepsi makes you know Frito Lay and all that good stuff. And I've just been such a fan of, of all these foods that to see them coming together and to be able to work with it, I got to drive around in the Taco Bell truck. I mean, was nice. just I was uh, I don't know. I felt like I was dreaming. Are you on every episode? I believe so. I haven't seen them all, but I believe so. Cool. And what
0: was your role in just?
1: you came on board and helped get it made? or what was No, your... I, I mean, I'm Andrew WK on the show. Yeah. Uh, and You're not a producer or anything? No, no, I wish. I don't have those skills, really. Um, I, I have to leave it up to the, the professional producers. And we really did have, again, incredible producers. The people at Fox were fantastic. The team they assembled, the director, uh, Brendan, was a, a master. You know, that's one of the most fun parts about uh, that work because the work is quite intense just like any hard work you know you 18 20 24 hour days there was a couple days we we did work 24 hours straight and the only way you can muster up that kind of energy is to be around people that are going full steam ahead as well and it's such a it gets very moving it's very intense and you sort of make lifetime bonds with these people and then you're gone you know and then it's like it never happened until you see the actual final uh, finished show
0: great and and you're excited with what you've seen
1: oh yeah beyond excited it really it looks a million times better than i thought the amount of work and care and and detail that they put into this is just over the top i thought it was going to be you know like a one camera quick shoot but this was uh you know it's like a real tv show
0: yeah the trailer was pretty impressive
1: Good, I'm glad you thought so, too. And the most beautiful actress, you know, or pardon me, actor, (laughs) um, Angela Serafian, I think that's how you say it, Uh, she was in the Twilight movie. She went straight from filming for 20 hours on the last episode, straight to the Twilight 2, or Twilight 3, Twilight uh, (laughs) 3 premiere. And I thought that was, you know, really hardcore. People work really hard. It it seems like a very glamorous job, especially for a beautiful actor like her, but she works so hard. It's brutal amounts of work
0: and hopefully it'll all pay off in the long run it looks like it has has so far well as long as people everybody. enjoy
1: it and uh, i get to get a lot of tacos then i'm <laughs> then i'm definitely happy
0: <laughs> i gotta get your hookup with taco bell i eat there way more than i should
1: well hey, there's no amount that's more than you should as long as <laughs> you enjoy the food then that's the perfect <laughs> hey, amount
0: i even worked at taco bell for six weeks a couple of years back you only, did only six weeks only because i couldn't afford yeah yeah i did six weeks uh, i was i was in between jobs i was unemployed for six months well then Got we a have job even at more Hawk, Taco in
1: Bell. i mean i basically yeah. worked at taco bell too
0: yeah and uh, yeah there you go and uh, you know I still eat there uh, well that's every a testament yeah, uh,
1: there's some restaurants that I worked at um when I used to live in Michigan that just the smell of walking in, maybe not really able to ever eat there again. I even, I didn't even dislike the job. It's just okay. sometimes when you're so close, but that just, again, shows how good the Taco <laughs> Bell food is that you would you know, want to continue eating it after, after even being that close to it for so long. <laughs>
0: Hopefully they'll uh, start sponsoring me now after right. all this Taco Bell talk. You might as well. Yeah. Um, so now that you've completed your big dream of working with Taco Bell, uh, what, what next? What are, what are We're you hoping to accomplish next? would like next? to work
1: with them much more. So, uh, I, I consider it the beginning of a, of a, of a or a continuing, I've been working with them off and on in different capacities for a couple of years. This was the biggest thing we've done together so far. I would like to do much more. That just to say that, so that in case they hear this. Uh, but then, I'll, you know, we continue this tour until June. Uh, after that, I get back to New York City and I will resume working on the new rock and roll album and then uh, release it as soon as it's done and go back on the road all over again.
0: Does that new album have a name or anything yet? No, not yet. No. I have
1: some ideas, and you know, of course, I've been working on it for quite some time. There was some complications, you know, business stuff and. Back decisions that i had made earlier that sort of uh, restricted me it was a very uh un, you know frustrating time but the the best thing is uh, now it's all been resolved and we're in better shape than we've ever been
0: any desire to get into that topic there bad decisions
1: business decisions. the, the contract not really it's just yeah. very boring fine print it's, restrictions and things like that it's, it's unfortunately been quite common i think for uh yeah. a lot of folks where you you know you, you you have this dream that you're so burning to uh realize and uh it's very easy to not look closely at what you're agreeing to do, and I just didn't right. quite understand the extent to what I was. When
0: you were you what 18 years old when you signed that contract?
1: At that point, I was I think 20. Yeah, I've so. been in New York for two years uh, and worked really hard to get the contract. And then um, it, it wasn't the contract with Island uh, Records. That that contract has been fine. They've always been wonderful. Uh, and Universal as well. Uh, I, mean, I have nothing but good things to say. It was some other people that I had, you know, right. worked with. I, 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 I'm not supposed to go, actually, into right, too much right. detail. But Fair enough. the beautiful thing is that we resolved it all. I understand now what I'm meant to do more <laughs> and what is expected of me. And I'm not fighting against it. It, it, really, it was one of those, if you can't beat them, join them situations. And in the end, actually, I, I feel like it was, not that I had a choice, but a, it's a choice that even if I had made, if I had the freedom to to choose I would have chosen it anyway right does that have anything
0: to do with the Steve Mike is that what that Steve Mm, Mike no no that's That's something totally different everybody everybody on Facebook wanted me to ask about that and I read about it and it nah yeah exactly it's best just to ignore that kind of stuff (laughs) it seems like that's been talked to death anyway so uh, new album yes gonna keep touring the world yes sir uh the Cartoon Network shows keep is
1: still going. As far as I know, I think it's on. Uh, it's uh, at least on Saturdays. Someone told me they saw an episode. Um, I will keep an eye out for it myself. As long as there, you know there are still explosions being done in the name of fun, I think we did. Uh, you know we got good work there. I think
0: it's a fantastic idea. The, the little segments I watched again. I don't have cable, so
1: yeah, there are. Uh, it's on iTunes as well, um, oh. and I believe possibly even on Netflix. Uh, and then yes, there are clips, of course, on YouTube. Okay. Well, um, anything else you want to throw in here? Just thank you very, very much for having me, and excellent, excellent questions. Uh, one of the best interviews I've, I've ever had the pleasure of, of doing.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I listened to that but all the Nardwar interviews. I don't know if I can top well, I anything Nardwuar,
1: the do. best interviewer of all time. But he's certainly <laughs> he certainly is a, a good role model for anybody, including me.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Andrew. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you. I'll see you inside. All
1: right. Take care. Yeah. Thanks, man.
0: All right, buddies, that was me uh, hanging out with Mr. Andrew WK. I'd like to thank Andrew for taking time out of his busy, busy day and his busy, busy uh, pre show routine to sit down chat with me about life, the universe, and Taco Bell. Uh, I'd also like to thank Jamie, Andrew's personal assistant, for setting up the interview, along with Mike, uh, Andrew's tour manager. They're all cool, cool people. Thank you very much for setting this all up. Uh, Now, the show me and Andrew talked about on today's episode, it's called Let's Big Happy. It is a conjunction with uh, Fox Digital, sponsored by Taco Bell, that premieres on MySpace in just two fucking days. Well, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, It premieres on March 28th. Uh, We're going to have links to it over at uh, MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com, our website. Please go over there, check it out. Uh, please check out the show. And if you like his upcoming show, please let these guys know. Please Twitter or email or leave comments on the MySpace page they got up and Twitter Taco Bell and Fox Digital and let them know that you found out about Let's Big Happy through this podcast. Let's see if we can get uh, get myself a little, uh, little MySpace TV show. I know MySpace isn't what it used to be, but there's still some brand recognition there, right? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Let's get it there. Let's get it there. Uh, You can check out Destroy, Build, Destroy right now on Cartoon Network. And as Andrew says, you can find it on iTunes. Uh, I do not think it's on Netflix. I did not look because I'm a bad uh, internet talk show host. Uh, And then, you know, we're going to... We're going to go ahead and end this episode. We're going to end it with a little song. And of course we're going to end it with the song. We're going to end the song with Party Hard off Andrew's I Get Wet album. It's hard to believe that it, that album is 10 years and it was 10 years ago that I got to see him in the Ogden in Denver where uh, me and Adam Husher almost died on our way to the show. But uh, if... If you think Andrew's a cheesy, crazy character, he absolutely is. But he puts on one of the best fucking live shows you'll ever see. Do yourself a favor. Check out Andrew WK's live show. It is well worth the money. Uh, without f- any further rambling, let's just uh, let's close this bad boy out. Uh, this is Party Hard by Andrew WK.
1: When it's time to party, we will party hard.